Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Guido here today, who is a growth marketing director. Guido, how are you doing? Everything good. How about you, Tom? <laughs> yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Um, let's start off the show by you just telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please. Okay. How can I condense that? Well, as you correctly said, I'm a growth marketing director at BSH. Uh, I've been doing marketing for, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so. Uh, the last couple of years, I uh, heavily focus on di uh, digital marketing, and that's where I uh, making my chops now. Um, I'm, I, I was born in Argentina. That is important, I believe. <laughs> but I've been all over the place. I live in Ireland. I live in Paris. I mean, I work with mostly uh, uh, people from the US or Europe. So I've been around. <laughs> we can say that. Uh, okay. That's fine for you. I can expand. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. And, uh, um, in terms of your main line of work, when people hear growth director, they don't know what you specialize in and things like that. So yeah, can yeah. you elaborate on what areas you're comfortable in when you're, you're growing a business, when you, you reach out to clients and you're looking at those areas? Yeah. Explain on that. That's a good question. That's a good question uh, because often people just are called BP of marketing or marketing directors. <clears throat> I actually include a growth for me from my role and I actually call my team at PSH growth because these are pretty trendy war nowadays uh, it's all over the place there are people calling, calling themselves growth hackers and there is growth hacking and there is growth marketing but I do believe that it's like an aspect of marketing uh, oriented to results which is different to maybe working on a brand strategy I'm not saying that it's not oriented to results but growth marketing is oriented to the actual Nitty gritty of the of the business part of any brand. So um, and that I mean, what what do you do there? That's the the question that people ask. Okay, what does a growth marketing guy does? And I believe that I don't know if there is a proper definition. Many people might have their own, but I believe that is everything around paid advertising, SEO, whether it's that's organic or or paid as well, technical. Uh, Brand strategy, that's also an important part of that. E-commerce, uh, uh, advertising, social media advertising, influencer advertising, everything around to the actual, I will say, maybe bottom of the funnel, <laughs> part of the businesses, uh, which is different to maybe working with a more holistic approach of a brand, the tone, storytelling, which is included here. But this is goes hardcore on the on the numbers of the question. I will say, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And to to go on that a little bit more. So let's say you get a new client. How do you view the landscape? What's what's the first thing you do? How how do you gather that data and information? The first thing I do with any client uh, and any project is to establish a like a like a zero moment or a status quo, which is try to understand where we are at, 
in terms of, okay, what are, what is the revenue that we are having? What is the spread of revenue that we are having? How is the brand security? I mean, is the brand okay in every channel that we want to be present on? I mean, do we have a TikTok account? Do we need one? That kind of stuff is important to, uh, to address. Uh, to try to understand where we are at, what we, what we want or where we want to go, which is the hardest, the hardest question to answer because some clients don't really know that where they want to go, but at least have some expectations of, okay, if we are here, maybe let's just try to go here. If we go here, perfect. But let's just try to go, I mean, the next step, sort of. So my first approach in every process is conduct, call it a market research, call it a run audit, call it what you might, but it's try to understand where we are at with a project and what the brand in place. And then take it from there. I mean, there are a lot of steps there to actual online a plan, an action, monitor, and optimize. But I believe that that's the first step that you take into any project. Brilliant. And kind of leading into that a little bit more, is there a campaign or some work that you've done or you've been part of that's made really successful, maybe for a client or so forth, that can help me understand that? Yeah, I, I do have two campaigns that I'm really proud of. The first one, it was a, a campaign that we did for a client where we play around with their name. Uh, it was an app. It was an app, a uh, payments app. It was a, like, actually a, like an all-in-one app where you could actually like, collect payments, uh, manage inventory and all that. They wanted to like uh, uh, penetrate the market. They really wanted to make a, a stand. Um, since the brand was called Switch, the, the campaign was called Make a Switch. Uh, so that was a really, uh, it was really fun because I had the whole team working on and it was a collaborative effort. It didn't came from me, the idea. I, I, I happened to see like a, like a, like a street sign with something that came with, brought the idea to me and I brought it with the team and it was like a collaborative approach, but it was pretty good because the aesthetic and the messaging and everything was pretty fun, pretty uh, pretty fun, and I'm really proud of that campaign. It wasn't really successful in numbers. I gotta, I gotta be honest, <laughs> but it was still a pretty good campaign uh, message-wise. Um, the other one that I have is uh, I, I, I have a client that is selling um, uh, these uh, chairs that moms use for where they are pregnant or they are just giving birth which is our ergonomic chairs. We might have, I don't know, uh, uh, vibrations, USB. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is like a car for moms. And I wasn't even aware of that uh, of the product. Uh, when I saw that, it was like a news to me. And it was fun to get into the details of this actual product, learn about that whole market because it's not the, really the baby market. It's the baby market for parents, so to speak, because it's an actual furniture that the mother uses. So that was pretty good because we had to uh, understand what was the market and the campaign that, or the, the, the things that we did on the, for the campaigns in terms of trying new campaigns on, on Meta, uh, trying new approaches on on Google Ads, that really pushed the envelope of what we had to learn. It was at the same time that Advantage Plus and some other uh, things that Meta and Google uh, released were 
coming on, and we were early adopters of all of that. So it was a really, uh, really good campaign because we revenue grew by almost 200%. It was crazy. I mean, it went from one product to maybe 30 products on the client. So really happy with the results and the amount of work that was required to, to make the campaign. So that's really, a, I, I will always cherish that, that project and the campaign. <laughs> Love it. And like, I, I'm delighted you're saying you're getting to campaign level because um, a lot of time, a lot of the work you've been doing that you were saying earlier, so your SEO, your paid and stuff, you get that to a certain level where you are always trying to elevate and improve it. You get to a certain level where you've run out of keywords, you've run out of those kind of areas. And so your campaign work is what's going to hit the masses. It's what's going to potentially go social in certain pockets. It's, it's how you infiltrate and, and send a message out. So on the campaign side of things, how do you come up with new campaign ideas? How do you, like, for example, the switch campaign you were talking about, where does that creativity come from? And then how do you get yourself and your team motivated to, to build out a campaign for it? I will say that uh, there is a, a quote going around all the, all, the, all the time that says, everything is already invented, which I believe to some degree is true. But I believe that that's the magic of it, that even though everything is embedded, you can already, or you can reiterate any ideas and reapply them to different things. Uh, whether that's music, whether that's whatever, inspiration can come from whatever. The, the same campaign came from a light switch. It's just, it was the idea of hitting a switch. And that came to the whole idea of switching plants or switching brands, or I mean, the whole idea of switching. So I will say that inspiration comes from the the, the places where you you expect the least, and I'm on the other hand um, I'm like a, a a sponge in that regard. I read a lot of things. I always try to be on 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 top of things because I really want to be the already in the curve. So everything that comes out, whether that's NFTs at some point, that kind of, that kind of like when it took a nose like, but uh, whether there's AI that now is trending, I want, really want to be on the conversation to get, I mean, just to be there. Um, always, regardless of where the inspiration came from initially, I always discuss it with people, whether it's my team, whether it's people I know, I mean, it doesn't matter. I really want to talk the ideas out because I always say that the worst that can happen to an idea is that everybody agrees at the at the first. I mean, if, if I say I have this idea and everybody says that's great, that doesn't happen often, unless you are the Beatles, maybe. So I want those no's. I want those kind of guys saying, but does that make sense? Why don't we do this? Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll end on the first idea, but you will have a, a plethora of reasons why you think that idea was good in the first place. It's, 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 not, it's not something that came out out of nowhere. That you already made your I mean made your work and tried to try to make sure that okay that idea I believe and I'm confident that it's good because I always say that in marketing nothing is proven. The, the the worst ideas can be the most successful and the other way around. So um, you always know if that idea is actually good. 
when we actually launch it. <laughs> love it, love it. And is there any particular softwares you use to enhance your role? You mentioned AI, you mentioned several, uh, you mentioned NFTs and stuff. Is there anything you go to software-wise that is part of your daily routine? Uh, I use a lot of SEMrush. That is important to get some valuable insights to try to understand the keyword. Uh, I mean, this might be technical, but you want to know what keywords you need to rank on, what, I, what are the messaging and the language and the questions people are asking to get that product. I mean, how do people decide to buy, I don't know, uh, a T-shirt? What kind of T-shirt? What design? What size? The kind of things you want to know. So I really lose a lot of SEMrush. Uh, I love to use SEO Quake. I don't know if you have used it at some point in time, but it allows you to set the region of your browser. So you can play around how people, I don't know, maybe in the in Australia might look for a product, which is important. I mean, each, each region has its own language and reason and questions. So I use those uh, the most. And then you have the givens. I mean, Google Ads platforms, meta platforms, all the suite of profits that you actually need to use uh, to make uh, these campaigns happen. But I, I really want to, I really have those two as my bread and butter. And recently, ChatGPT because it was really fun to play with and it really helps you with this kind of conversations. Is you can actually have a conversation with ChatGPT and discuss the kind of things like, as, as, I, as I can do with a, with, a, with a colleague. I can tell, hey, what do you think about this idea? Well, what can you bring? And it, it might ask you some questions and it can really challenge you. And I really want that because I believe that challenging yourself is where the best ideas come from. Love it. And is there any way you go for new insights and information? Is is there a go-to websites or newsletters or anything that you, you keep up to date, especially with campaign ideas, I suppose? Uh, mostly Twitter. No X. <laughs> that changed. <laughs> but mostly there. Because I believe that what's good in, in, in Twitter and X is that you have big, big players. I mean, you have from, I don't know, Elon Musk to, I don't know, Maybe Scorsese or, or no, whatever. Uh, maybe Stephen King is tweeting there. So you, you can have like uh, non, there is no intermediary between you and them. Whatever they say there, you can just read it out loud. And I believe that I follow a lot of guys there in, in X and Twitter just to try to see what they are doing, mostly peers and mostly people in, in, the, in the industry. But just to, to get a sense of what they are talking about, what they are doing, the problems that they are having, and of, uh, I mean, oftentimes share, I mean, hey, I have this issue, what, what happened to you? Uh, um, so I, I mostly use that uh, social platform because it's quick, it's easy for me to uh, quickly see what's going on on the market. And then, of course, I have some newsletters and some some things that I receive on my email that, I mean, fill in the gaps, but I believe that the, the, the core of my of my knowledge nowadays comes from there. Just to uh, surfing each day, having like a nugget of knowledge, picking it out, saving it, and say, okay, this might this might be useful for for the future. So I save it in my toolbox, and then I might come back to that and do a deep dive. But I, I will say that that's the fastest way I can acquire information. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. 
And like looking at yourself for a second, is there any areas you're looking into a little bit more, maybe upskilling in or any, you know, platforms or anything you're playing around with at the moment? Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, I haven't done so much of Amazon ads or Amazon advertising. I really want to get into that. It's its own beast in how it works. Uh, I really want to upskill there. Um, the other thing is that I really want to, I understand, I know, and I expect AI to be a big player in the future for SEO and ads and everything. I mean, it's really tempting to use AI for ads. I mean, it, it, it solves your issue, right? I don't agree <laughs> to, to that extent, but it's coming. I mean, eventually it's coming. I know Google is doing it, so it will come. So I'm trying to upskill there to be ahead of the curve, to try to, I mean, foresee what will happen. So I'm, I'm really focused on those two kind of things, which I believe in the in the short, maybe medium term, will be very important. Love it. And looking at the digital industry as a whole, what do you see is the biggest opportunity in the space right now? Like, I suppose, look at this from a business point of view and maybe work with your clients. What would you recommend people maybe listening to double down and focus on right now? Post-pandemic, uh, it was uh, like a mainstream. Uh, uh, I've been working from home from, I don't know, like almost 10 years now. I've been working from home before it was hip. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I've been doing digital market, marketing before even companies thought that they actually needed to do that. And now, post-pandemic, um, most people being at home and doing remote work, and most companies actually going full remote. Uh, I mean, some of my clients, I mean, might have like, I know, company from more than 10 people, 20, and they are all at home. They're all spread out. So I believe that that came with some, uh, of course, uh, challenges. But I believe that the benefits that you have there are, I mean, infinite. You can have people from all over the world working on a project. You don't need a place. You don't need to spend on infrastructure to start a business. So it's been easier than ever to really start, I mean, if you have an idea and you have a business, I mean, it doesn't take, take take much. I mean, you need to, I mean, you need an idea, people, everything, but it's not like before that you have to have the big office and the big investors and the big company and the big warehouse. No, you can just start small and scale from that. So I believe that um, digital marketing will become more mainstream for smaller companies. And I believe that in the long term, you will have a fragmentation of businesses. Like you will see much more smaller businesses eating up uh, some bigger companies that can really catch up for being so big. They don't have the flexibility to maneuver. So I believe that you will have those. I mean, it will be a constant barrage of new competitors, which I believe is great. It might be, it might be, we might be tired at some point, <laughs> but I believe that in, eventually that will be great for competition because um, you will never be comfortable with your brand. You will always have to, be, you will, will always be pushed. Love it. Love it. And and lastly, Guido, we always ask this question to, to wrap up the show, which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? Mm. 
I feel like I'm in a in a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we ask, uh, but I believe uh, I believe optimistic might be my best trait. I always try to I always try to avoid no's, which is a little bit contradictory because I, I uh, before I said I like to be said no, but if I'm approaching an idea or anything, I really want to lay out all the opportunities first before actually telling myself that I can I can do this. And this applies to everything, to an actual project, to my life in general. I always try to be optimistic, try to think of the best outcome and be prepared for the worst outcome. So I believe that, uh, and sometimes it might be to a fault, I'm optimistic. <laughs> okay, no, really good answer. That's it, Guido. If people want to reach out to you, find you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you can, I mean, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm always there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter and X. But, I mean, you can always, Guido Rossetti, uh, I, there are not many around the world. <laughs> so Guido Rossetti on LinkedIn, on Twitter is Guido slash Rossetti. Um, also, I have a soft stack, which is Guido Rossetti. <laughs> That's substack.com where I put some uh, interesting fact about, about brands like Nike and some other stuff. So I believe that those are the best uh, channels to, to find me if you want to talk to me. <laughs> I love it, Guido. No, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks everyone for listening, watching and everything else. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, buddy.